I oh. hate the ones that say it'll be like, uh, excuse the typos sent from my iPhone, as if you can't <laughs> spell and type properly on an iPhone. Like, oh, I was limited. Yeah. Only had half the QWERTY. Half <laughs> 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 the QWERTY. <laughs> hey, man. I'm hobbled out here. Welcome back to the Hard Point. Episode number 12, big one, two. My name is Josh. I go by One Punch Dad online. My name's Cody. I go by Code Roams. And this is the last episode that I ever plan on recording in this fucking hotel room by myself. <laughs> There's a bleep for you, you right up front. Make like Sorry. A, a yearly, a yearly visit back to that hotel just to kind of remember your your stay. Or no, I let me tell you, man. If anyone, if you've ever done like an extended stay in a hotel, it. I can tell you, I knew it at the beginning. I think I said it on our, my first episode here. I'm saying it on my last episode here. It stinks. I'm tired of this hotel. I'm tired of yeah. this tiny room. It the the allure, the magic of opening the door and being in my own little space has worn off. I want to go back to sure. my space, my home, not the website, my house. MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> go back to MySpace. All right. Let's go back Take to the MySpace back. days. <laughs> top eight. Get in that top eight. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. So this is your last week there. You get to return to your home and to your family next week. I just want to give you a a nice a round, round of, of applause. applause. I heard somebody passed their test. I did. Was it I you? did my pub I did Was my public you? speaking thingy. I did my public right. public speaking thingy. Uh knocked that out. Um it feels good. I guess a I lot has happened. Lock your knees. I didn't lock my knees. No, I I, I kind of just barreled through it. A lot. I forgot that I have like it's been over a week. This may be the first episode we recorded where more than a week has passed uh, since we recorded. So yeah. actually, it seems like quite a bit more has happened than uh, than normally does. But yeah, I did that. I am joint interface control officer certified or qualified. All excuse right. me, not certified. Is that um, Jico? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So feels good. Feels good. Feels could, good to, hey, to know that my Jicko. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> That's gotta feel good, man. I know that was a you know, you said oh, you're cramming yeah. a lot, a lot of homework. Really, really pushing the boundaries on this one. I was really I really pushed it. It it feels good to know that the parts of my brain that I need for serious stuff are still functional. Um <laughs> Sure. It was, What'd you uh, pass like, with? honestly, we t- we're talking a C, we're talking a B, A plus. Well, <laughs> so they don't do letter grades, but I think my point deductions were pretty low. I honestly, I like today. I feel like I actually kind of crushed it. Um, didn't, didn't bowl a perfect game or anything, but, um, feel, feel pretty good about the points that I did, uh, give back to them were little stuff that, you know, honestly, I, I, I was okay with eating it a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. I feel, feel overall like I, you know, did well. Hell yeah. Now you can go back to work strutting in there, Jico certified. That's right. Gico That's certified. right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in my uh in my signature block in my email so that everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> do you ha- do you have a signature block for your job? Yeah. Yeah? What is yeah. it? The, does it does it just like Cody Martin? It says what so I do? it's the uh, it's our little comp yeah, our little company logo and a nice line divider, Cody Martin sales design. And then it has like cell phone, email, and then website 
and then I think address of our store location, something like your that. Your brick and your brick and mortar. Yeah, yeah. It looks nice. It looks official. I feel like if you're yeah. like you know talking biz over the email, like you got to have some some sort of uh, some sort of signature for sure. You, it's better you than gotta... sent from my iPhone. Every time I see <laughs> sent from my iPhone, I'm like this person's not serious. <laughs> I'm not doing business with this person. No. Get a real job. Are you kidding me? <laughs> or even worse, like sent from my Android. That's just like block that number. That's block that worse. email. I uh, hate the ones that say it'll be like, uh, excuse the typos sent from my iPhone. As if you can't <laughs> spell and type properly on an iPhone. Like oh, I was limited. Yeah. I only had half the QWERTY. Half <laughs> <laughs> the QWERTY. <laughs> hey, man. I'm hobbled out here. I'm, I'm working on I'm working with what I got. <laughs> I don't have my I don't have my QWERTY. <laughs> I need my ASDF. Never, I need my home row. I need my home row. <laughs> never go full QWERTY on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You never go full QWERTY. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it feels good to know I'll be home soon. Um, I haven't not enjoyed my time in the Fayetteville, Fort Bragg, Fort Liberty area. But, yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's time to go home. I really – not to mention, like – Cutting these episodes on the road is consistently challenging. It is hard to tap into yeah. that feeling of what we normally like to like to how we like to feel when we're recording an episode. Yeah. So um, I think there's yeah. something too. also like you and I each are lucky enough to kind of have our own space at each of our houses, our own little office, our own little little getaway corner of the house. And there's something to kind of, I don't know, for the back, lack of a better term, making it a vibe, making it feel good in here getting the lighting just right, jamming out, kind of being in your space. When we do something like this, I think when you're just like in a cold, stale hotel room, it can be a little hard to, I, I imagine it could be a little harder than, you know, when you're like in your domain. It is like, everything's brown. Like I actually, I can, you know, I can take my <laughs> camera here and I've got this nice hotel art here. That's kind of uh, you can't really see it, but uh, it's, you know, it adds a little spice to the environment. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's just I feel more comfortable at home in my my office where we yeah. normally do this. I feel most comfortable when we're able to do it in person, uh, which is exciting because I'll be back and we'll be able to cut um, a lot more in person episodes in the next few weeks, which is cool. So that's going to feel like such a treat, a breeze, man. It's going to be it's, a breeze. It's, it's going to feel like a treat. Before we get too far, this is the Tom Brady episode. I can't skip that. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Can't, 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 can't skip that. Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> the world famous Tom Brady. You've heard of him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm familiar. <laughs> and last episode, I said, this is like the first time I've talked to you since the last episode. And that was kind of like, I was joking. We had talked a, a few times that week. Not a lot. I think this is almost, almost literally the first time we've talked since the last episode. So we're setting a new precedent here for rolling in cold, shooting from the hip. Like this is the we, ultimate test of can we come in without having talked for a week? Maybe I shouldn't be peeling this far back. We haven't talked for a week. <laughs> we haven't really planned anything. Yeah. Can we can we capture some magic? Can we be I, entertaining? I, I'm having a good time already, man. I will say, <laughs> like the, the course obviously is has been a thing. Um but yeah, man, like I just like it has been such a singular focus for me. Like I have left a lot of people on red in the last couple of weeks just trying to get this course knocked out. 
Um, but I'm glad we continue to do it, man. I, th- I really feel like the yeah. old me would have been like, hey, man, let's just take a knee for a week. Um, but fuck that. I'm glad we're doing this. Um, it feels it feels good. Like I said, it's always a nice little vacation from the tedium of being in here. And now that I'm done with the course, this is almost like a like a little celebration party for me. So. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate you finding the time, man. I know everybody listening does too, but I, you know, been really busy. You had a lot going on and it probably would have been easier to say, hey, let's just take a knee. You know, like you said, take a knee for a week. It, it would have been easier to do that. So uh, nah, we're fuck here you, for the fuck your knees. We're here for the people. <laughs> we don't need to take no knees. Um, so I want to talk about something real quick up at the top that I thought was really funny. Um, and it's sure. really pertinent to something that you and I both enjoy. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen it, and I don't know if you have the ability to Google stuff if you have haven't seen it. But I uh, I was kind of scrolling around. So uh, we both love the movie Dune. Uh, Dune one was was great. Um, I I loved it. It's one of my favorite movies I've seen in a theater probably since uh, Endgame. Um, it's probably mm-hmm. up there in the number two spot, honestly, as far as cinematic experiences. You saw it on a plane a couple, you know, maybe a year or so after it came out. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Both, both really high to the party. Dune. Yeah, yeah, it's late to the party, but still, like you, you texted me when you saw it, and you were like, "Dude, dude, <laughs> my eyes have been opened." <laughs> yes, yes, um, it's a really good ass movie, and even if you know, like I, I'd, I'd read the book a little bit before the movie came out, so I was kind of like familiar with the story. But even if I hadn't been, I was just so mystified by the look of the movie. I know, I don't think you, you haven't read Dune, right? No, I have not. Okay, still enjoyed it. So there it is. You can still enjoy this movie. Anyway, Dune. Dune's great. See Dune. Dune 2 is about to come out. It was actually supposed to have been out already. It's supposed to come out in November, but because of the writer's strike, they delayed it um, almost almost six months. Good grief. Um, but thank goodness, March 1st, Dune 2 is coming out. I'm hyped for that. I know you are. Might even see if we can see that together. That'd be an event. But That'd um, be cool. Maybe we can I do a laughing. live show from within the theater. Yeah, camera pointed at the screen. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then promptly have our account taken down. I was laughing because I was scrolling around. And so normally, um, if there's a big, like, you know, popcorn blockbuster movie comes out, they normally do some promotions with the theaters with like, you know, popcorn buckets and maybe some merchandise, maybe like a, a, a silly lid on the cup. And I got to say, I love Dune and I'm fully supportive of the studio that made it. But have you seen... The Dune popcorn buckets. I want you to look up. Did I Google Dune, it? <laughs> Dune two popcorn bucket. Look at this abomination. All I had to is... type in was Dune P, and popcorn bucket popped up. <laughs> Dude, look at this bullshit. <laughs> oh, is it the big worm on top? <laughs> yes, the Dune. Okay, this is a real. We're going to have to put a graphic no, up or something because you just got to see no, this. It I, is a real I'll put it up right now. promotional graphic uh, that the Dune 2 movie is doing with, I don't know, AMC or whatever theater that it's working with. Do you have with, to reach through that thing? To it is to literally, <laughs> for the audio only listeners, it's imagine a regular popcorn bucket and then you have what looks like a sandworm fleshlight affixed to the lid. And you have to reach down into the, the orifice to get your popcorn. <laughs> and not to mention, it's got the like the no. teeth, right? The teeth. The teeth of yeah. Shai Hamoud. 
you have to reach through, grab popcorn, which is a loose snack. Those teeth are going to be knocking the popcorn out of your mouth. It's going to get everywhere. Oh, dude. Some people are going to be doing some weird things to this thing after the movie. Cody, a boardroom full of studio executives or movie theater executives, a bunch of suits, cigars in their mouth and everything. They sat that on a table and said, yep, ship it. (laughs) Get it out there. Ship it. That man, that didn't disappoint. That is hilarious (laughs) just to look at. Yeah. And then the thought of like actually eating your popcorn out of that thing. It looks t- like a cumbersome, miserable experience. I'm more, I, I wonder how big, like, it's hard to get an idea of the scale of this thing through the picture. Like, I mean, a large popcorn. I don't know how big this orifice big. is. Like, is that fist size? Like, what, <laughs> what are we talking about? He did the fist. <laughs> you got to punch through it to get your popcorn. <laughs> well, I feel like you'd have to go in and really, like, Secure the popcorn as you're. I I feel like this is the, the orifice. In, in my mind, this is the move. You must close the fist, right? You can't go in there like this. You're just gonna. No, no, no. <laughs> you're <laughs> smacking against the side. You got to close the fist. Punch, yes. punch, punch through the membrane, the labia majora, if you will, <laughs> and then open the the hand. Grab your popcorn like you're a claw machine trying to get a stuffed bear. Yeah. And then grip yep, it really yep. tight because as you pull it out past the weird rubber teeth. It's going to be knocking that shit out of your hand. The one upside to this, and it depends on how that top is fixed to the bucket itself. This looks semi-spill proof. It looks Sem- semi-spill proof. Might have oh, a little protection uh, that, there. A million other ways to get after that. A million other ways. <laughs> Literally just a regular lid if we're worried about popcorn spills. That, I mean, like that is like easily a $30 3D print on top of that popcorn bucket. So if we go see this together, are we getting one of these and sharing? I feel like we kind of have to. I here's what I think: the odds. Let's say they print several, you know, hundred thousand, million of those. The odds sure. that someone doesn't take theirs home and fuck it is not zero. Dude, that's why I said people are going to be doing some weird things with this after Dude, the movie. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, I am the Quizots out of rock. Oh, I, okay. We got to get one of these, and then eventually, when we have our hard point headquarters, this can it's be going on, on the wall. wall. It's going on the wall. Yeah, the dune, and we'll have it like waist height bucket. and waist height and like <laughs> pointed out. You should you should take it since you're having a baby. Put it on top of your diaper bin, and you put the diaper in there, and the teeth will like cons- conceal that's, it in. That's a good idea. A lot of functions for that. Yeah, the diaper dispenser. Okay, this is wild. I'm glad you brought that to my attention. Yeah, everyone needs to know how fucking crazy that is. People are just roasting it online. There's a picture of one, and it has the big, like, red censored rectangle over it. (laughs) It looks... Dude, it looks... Okay, sandworms in the movie look great. The Dune 2021 and the new one movies... The sandworms look great. They they really nailed the scale of how big these things are supposed yeah. to be in those movies. This is not a representation of that. This is not any kind of like miniaturization of that. It looks like no. weird sex stuff. Speaking of this movie, it looks fantastic. Fantastic. It does. Oh, I'm amped. I am amped. And I'm gonna be 
I'm gonna be a little bit of a man. Like we gotta go to the right theater for this one, not just any theater. Like we gotta go to like, like, I don't know, like a good one, a big one. Yeah, like not just oh, a yeah. regular one. This is so I don't go to many movies anymore. So you know, the odds that I'm gonna go to like a one-off, like I hate to say it, but like a movie that's not a blockbuster event like this, like. Not a Top Gun or not a Dune. It's pretty low anyway. So that does kind of free up. If I am going to the movie theater, I'm going to the reclining seats. I'm going to get yeah. the popcorn. I'm going to get the icy that's going to make my shit turn green. I am gonna. <laughs> I'm going to have a full blown Josh at the theater experience each time. I okay. When the time comes, I think I'm going to try. Not that I. I would totally drive to you. I think I'm going to try and convince you to come my way. Because there's a theater. It's called Galaxy Theater. And they have in that theater what's called the Sony DC. And it's got a, it's like a double 4K laser projector. It's one of two in the entire country. And the sound system in there is like second to none. The seats recline, it is the ultimate, ultimate movie theater and there's like okay. two in the entire country and one is 20 minutes up the road for me hell yeah that's where that's where we'll go see it then i i want i want that i i like watching i don't know i like watching movies in a in a place where it, it seems like they've put a lot of care into uh yeah. the sound and the right. the just the environment of the theater itself i remember being a kid and going to the movie theater all of the time and just how enormous and like crazy it felt to be in a movie theater and now that i'm an adult i kind of see that it's like going to a chuck e cheese you go to a chuck e cheese now and you're like oh this place is kind of gross um and none of the people working here care about it no they really don't i mean like cinemark has their xd which is kind of like the big boy but this one i I saw um one of the tom holland spider-mans i don't remember which one in this theater and i've been to a million movies just like anybody else that's not a brag I, it blew my mind. Yeah. It blew my mind. Like the picture, the sound, like it was unlike anything I've ever seen in a theater. Well, done deal, man. We got to see Dune so, there. I'll try not to hype it up too much. <laughs> I, yeah, we got, I, I will say like, like it's, it's, if it's a movie like that, then yeah, like I'm going to pay for that experience. I got to say, I know they shot like Oppenheimer, prime example. And I know I poop on this movie a lot. Uh, they shot it with like IMAX cameras. They made it seem like it was going to be this like big, like cinematic achievement. It's not a bad movie, but that's a really boring movie to watch on a giant screen. It's a lot of talking. Yeah. The moments that I think a lot of conversation, the moments that really are served by the IMAX cameras and the IMAX screen are so brief that it's honestly like, I would rather watch the two hours around that on a regular TV, go to the theater, <laughs> right. watch the watch the cool hour, and then go back yeah. to my, my television. I agree. I agree. I don't even know. Have you ever gone down the wormhole of like different types of movie theaters and IMAX versus D-Box versus the whatever the fuck, the XD versus like... <sighs> I'm I'm like vaguely familiar with them. I remember when I was living in Korea, they had what was called a 4D theater, 
Um, and I went and saw uh, Pacific Rim, which is the giant robots fighting monsters mm. movie that came out over 10 years ago now. It's been a long time. Um, so that was on a big like IMAX size screen. And the seats did like the thing where they like jostle you to the left, right, up and down right. as the movie's going. And that was probably like the best movie to see them with because it's a lot of like yeah. the robots are like making these kind of <laughs> right. like, big movements and like people it's are like, like be standing in the ocean and it was like to his knee, right? <laughs> like they were that yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that was a really good uh, like unique theater experience I had. But like the town I live in has a movie theater. It's it's a local movie theater that's honestly I hate to say it, but not in the best of uh, best state of care. We'll say. Um, so if I want to see a movie, just kind of like on the fly, that's really all that's available to me. But yeah, if I'm able, I love going to a nice fancy theater, reclining seats. Hopefully the you know. I feel like every movie theater I go to lately has like a blown subwoofer or blown speaker, so the sounds like <laughs> kind of shit. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I like to be pampered at the theater for sure. The sound is just important to me is like the visual, like it proper is. sound can really elevate the experience. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like especially if it is like you know, an action movie has so much like bass and. You know, and right. there's a, like, like prime, I mean, it's not a theater, but my television in my hotel room suffers from the, like the quiets are too quiet. The louds are too louds situation <laughs> yeah. that in a theater is inexcusable in my opinion. Like right. when they're having like just kind of low tone conversations where they're, you know, not really raising their voice. And then a fucking police chase drives by outside and it blows your fucking eardrums. <laughs> and you got to normalize that. You got to, you got to balance it out, baby. You can't have, can't have that shit. Uh, did you, since we're kind of on the topic of just like entertainment stuff and you've been very busy, so maybe not, did you get to watch <laughs> True Detective episode two? I did. I watched episode two and oh. three, actually. I'm probably more caught up than you. Okay. You watched it. You're a little more ahead than me. Um, I thought about watching episode three so we could actually get like two and three in this episode, come out Wednesday and it would be caught up for once. Um, I did not. So good. I, I came in here questioning whether you watched two at all. You watched two and three. So shame on me. Anyways, I watched the game <laughs> no, no, last no. night. <laughs> I, I did. I'm I'm committed to this. Uh, yeah, we're we're a little bit in arrears, so it is good though because I feel like a lot of people are not watching it as it comes out. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we're 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 gonna discuss episode two of uh, of True Detective. If you're wanting to leap ahead, I'm sure there's some podcast out there that's all caught up. But yeah, episode two was yeah. pretty crazy, man. From the jump. You're going to have to try and separate two and three. It might be kind of tough just remembering what's what. But what was up with the dude coming to life? Like right dude, before the little intro. That was um, extremely, extremely, extremely unsettling. Um, so the, you know, the end of episode one, they find all these scientists, these researchers who are out in the ice, right? Um, and then this dude, out, as they're out there like establishing their crime scene or whatever – just starts screaming this most like guttural upsetting yeah. scream you know because he's coming to he's like half frozen half alive yeah. um it is it is truly terrifying um, and then it goes it cuts to the intro and then you think yeah. it's going to come right back to it and it kind of doesn't address it or acknowledge it for the rest of the episode it it doesn't in episode 2 Oh, spoiler, 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 <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, 
I, I I'm into it, man. There there are a lot of paths. I am starting to find myself kind of like okay. I think there's a lot of mentions of characters in the show who are not on screen a lot, and so it is kind of hard to follow who's who. Sure. There are a lot of young girls and women, obviously, that are being talked about. Some are dead, some are troubled, <clears throat> and it's kind of hard to keep track of who all of these people are as the episode progresses. Did you find that to be true, or okay. are you pretty well like aware of who's who? No, I man... I am a face. This goes. This is true in real life for me. I'm a face guy, not a name guy. Like if I've ever yeah. seen your face, I will remember it, but I will forget your name 30 seconds after you tell me. So shows <laughs> that are very heavy on mentioning, like you said, characters that not are not currently on screen, with names that aren't that common, perhaps. I have a really, really, really hard time following. And my dad even he he watched episode three. He texted me last night and he was like, "It was good." I might have been tired, but he was like, I was kind of having trouble keeping up with it, I guess, a little bit. And he's like, I think right. he said he watched a recap and, uh, you know, kind of all made sense. But I was having a little bit of trouble following. Um, I'm not lost or anything, you know, but maybe some like the deeper right. cut storylines and nuances I don't totally get. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I will say one of the things I found really bizarre but also crazy is that it's a small alaskan town right so they go they're looking for a place to so uh jody foster's character who is uh, a detective or chief danvers or whatever yeah is she wants this case right her boss is telling her you can't keep these bodies we're sending them to anchorage and she stops him short she like cites some regulations she's like ha we have to keep him here it's the rule. right, yeah, yeah, and and so he's like, okay, where are you gonna put all these frozen dead bodies? She goes to a hockey game, an active like mm. youth <laughs> hockey game, and talks to I guess the lady who owns the ice rink or whatever, and is like, hey, I need to put the I need to put these bodies somewhere cold. And strangely, <laughs> the lady does not really argue with her. The lady's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense you would bring them here, honestly. Uh, I that was kind of weird. I. It's been a week since I watched it. Did she say something about she owed her or something? Like, I feel like there was a reason I, why. I think so. The lady that owns the ice rink clearly does not like Judy uh, Jody Foster's yeah. character. Um, very odd kind of interaction between them two. But anyway, they do end up dragging on on like a low like a like a flatbed trailer. They just dig these dudes in one giant hunk. I think at one point they actually <laughs> yeah. refer to it as the corpsicle. <laughs> they put it on a flatbed trailer, yeah. throw a tarp over it, and literally drive it through town with people watching and then just stash it on the ice at this hockey rink. So a that lot of a this funny episode... scene when they were driving it through town and everyone's just kind of like <laughs> looking just, at yeah, it. Yeah, because everyone knows what it is, man. It's super yeah. crazy. In a small town like that, everyone absolutely knows. Um. I'm interested. I definitely, there's a lot more, um, starting to get a, a sense that there's a lot more like mysticism and maybe some ghost shit. I think we referred to maybe after the first episode, but there's definitely <clears throat> some not outright like magic or anything supernatural going on, but there is a lot of like dreams manifesting as like actual like sure. hallucinations and stuff. Um, which, which is fine. I think, I think that's cool. I think artistically it looks great. We talked about some of the shots in this movie, how they capture night and don't make it just like black. Um, really interesting. So I, the scene where it's Jodie Foster and then the, I guess her, 
I don't know, like the kid that works for or whatever. Um, yeah. The other, like, what is he? I don't know how to refer to him. I, I think he's like one of her deputies or something. The young, the young guy. Yeah. So yeah. That, that scene where, and I know it's all scripted, but if you can just kind of sit back and like, you know, imagine this unfolding for real. They're on those bleachers in that ice rink. And they're yes, asking I know what you're talking questions. About. You know, she's like, you're asking the wrong question or, or keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. Yes. And you find them just kind of, I don't know, just make their way through this, this mystery and they don't figure it out, but they just by asking questions and like critical thinking and bouncing stuff off each other, they end up at a different place. And I thought that whole scene was just really intriguing and kind of, kind of cool to watch unfold. I, I thought that exact same thing during that scene. It's funny you mentioned that, man. I was actually, and I actually did think also about, I was like, okay, you can clearly tell, like, th- these are line readings. This this is, I can feel this kind of coming from the script. It's not improv or anything, but it is masterfully acted, honestly, but between the both of them, mm-hmm. Jodie Foster obviously is very, you know, she's been acting for a long time, but between her and this kid, it is a really cool detective scene. It's just a really kick-ass, yeah. like, like solving the case type of scene, you know, like they're looking at all these pictures. They're trying to figure out what happened to all these scientists because they've, you know, for anyone who hasn't watched the show up to this point, uh, I mean, you know, I guess we kind of spoil it up to now, but um, all these bodies are found naked on the ice and they're not like hunched over freezing. Like, you know, anytime you've seen someone who's died of freezing to death, they're not, you know, they're kind of, they look calm or even asleep. These dudes are like jaws wide open, terrified. Every one of them is like terrified looking like they got attacked by something. Some of them have like self-inflicted bite wounds, all kinds of crazy shit. So they're trying to figure out how the fuck these guys got there. Um, And that is a really great scene that kind of like, it asks questions that we are asking without knowing that we're curious about it. Yeah. Um, and the one that they kind of resolve on is the, is the, I think she, he asks like, why were they naked? And she says, ask again. He said, what would make you so scared that you'd run outside without your boots yeah. on? And that, and that was really like a, oh shit moment. Like, kind of like a light bulb, well like a, like a, it just clicked, you know? And I feel exactly. like we were, we were along the ride with them. You know, we can feel like they're, they're kind of mental journey asking these things and coming to conclusions and then, uh, uh, dead end and okay let's try a different way and I don't know I was just like right there along with them I thought it was really cool what about uh, Absolutely. The, the old person S scene <laughs> <laughs> I oh, that was man oh man you know you gotta love that you know uh, you, you, people have needs at all ages really uh, sure no nah, it's you know it's one of those things like I feel like every like gritty detective movie has to have some kind of like like begrudged, like sexual, like strictly yeah. sexual relationship between two of the, the cops for whatever reason. And like it, it w- didn't surprise me, honestly. It was, <laughs> I mean, they, you get, you know, you get an eyeful a little bit, you get to hear, you know, Jodie Foster, you know, going after it or whatever. Um, it's, it's one of those things that I would say is not like pivotal to the plot. So it's kind of like, you do get to kind of see like the relationship she has with her supervisor that kind of suggests that, you know, and overall you see this through throughout the the show with her character, but Jodie Foster's character, who is this, you know, chief Danvers character is really willing to either 
manipulate or just be a bitch to anybody she needs to be a bitch to in order to get yeah. what she wants. So she can yeah. be very cunning and very kind of like she's mentoring this young man on the bleachers trying to get him to the answer to this case. And in a, in a, another scene, she is, you know, being terrible to her daughter or, you know, right. writing someone off who needs her help um, or just being outright like racist or something crazy. So um, it's a good dichotomy of like she's a good person, but also like she's kind of a piece of shit, I guess. I, I thought it was interesting that they had a relationship because before that, it just showed that him coming in and like trying to get her off that case. Like it looked like they right. were more like kind of butting heads type relationship. And then you find out that they actually have a history and you're like, oh, they're, they're bumping heads. Go figure. You know I mean? How did uh, <laughs> I don't remember. How did that episode leave off? Do you remember? Where I left us. I, I remember it kind of cut away. Uh, I think it was the uh, the other detective, um, the one with the the cheek piercings. I can't remember her name yeah. in the show. Uh, Nav- Navarro, Navarro, detective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Trooper Navarro. That's who it is. But uh, she goes somewhere. I can't even remember, man. I kind of this is that part. I think your dad was talking about where it's kind of like I was kind of like, man, eh, interest is waning. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I remember the episode ended with like a man screaming. Is that, am I remembering that right? I can't remember okay. if it was. I don't know. Do you remember? Maybe so, <laughs> no, I don't. That's um, I have bad memory. I do remember because okay. clo- there's there's one of those guys, one of the guys that was in the research lab that's not with all the other ones that are frozen, and he's the yes. one that had like the swirly thing tattooed on his chest, and right. I think he's the one that had bought that trailer from that guy's cousin, and they went there and it had all that weird shit on the inside of it. Remember that, like the camper. See, okay, everything we're talking about right now in this moment, and 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 the fact that neither of us can really like recall the last, we'll say, ten minutes of the episode. I think this does point to some of the tedium around the really interesting parts of the show. There is a lot of really cool, really just like terrifying and eye-catching sequences in the show. There's also a lot of parts where people are just talking about things or people that aren't on screen. Yeah. And I have a feeling once the show has completed and you're able to see what all that was and you can go back and be like, oh, well, they were talking about this guy who ended up being this guy. It right. will matter more to me. And that is, I know you, you're liking the, the weekly episodic release. I'm with you. But I will say that is an advantage of the, the ability to just go start to finish on like Netflix or whatever, or whatever, HBO, is being oh, able to... Have it fresh in your mind. Yeah, like, hey, we're going to crush two, maybe three episodes tonight. And that stuff all kind of has a through line. Whereas this one, right. it's like week to week is definitely like, you're like, what happened? Who is this guy again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, leave it up to the the networks for like the shittiest recaps that don't tell oh, yeah. you anything. <laughs> I don't feel <laughs> any more informed after I watch that thing. I'll say after the first episode, I was really hyped. And I thought it was really good. I just couldn't wait for the next one. I, I would give that first one like, I don't know, like an eight point five. I really liked it. Sure. The yeah, second yeah. one, I didn't, I didn't not like, but it didn't, it didn't grab me like the first episode did. So I'm kind of curious to see the third one, which, based off your review and my dad's, it's kind of more of the same on the second one. It's good, but there's also just kind of some, I don't know, confusing moments, and I don't know. It is, and I, I feel like they're trying to bridge. Obviously, the scene setting of the first episode is really fun. 
I feel like these episode two and I, I will say episode three in a, in a little bit of a way are bridging that to what I hope is going to be a really intense second half of this this season. Sure. So I, again, I'm. It's not that I'm disinterested, but there's just a lot that bleeds together and is really hard to track because of how it's presented. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting to see how much of that little tiny stuff that we're kind of losing track of pays off by the end of the show and which of it was like, yeah. oh, that didn't really matter. Right. Well, I'm excited. It's good. I, I want to watch it like when it comes out, but this is what happens when I watch it too far away from us recording. Can't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I actually had had the good luck, you know, I, I, they've got cable in here, so I just put it on HBO, and I was like, oh, yeah, True Detective, here we go. I'm going to get it crammed in. Hell yeah. Did you um, watch any of the games? You know, I didn't actually watch the games. I was I was cramming homework. I watched Kindergarten Cop and did my, my uh, got my, my, my briefing ready. I kind of tracked them on Google a little bit. Um, I, I will say... Uh, Kind of crazy that the Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I, I see that look on your face. Anybody but the Chiefs, dude. I cannot <laughs> stand them. <clears throat> Can't stand yeah, them. And they man. weren't supposed I mean, to win that game. Like, I just – Baltimore <laughs> shit the bed. Yeah, yeah. From what I from what I hear, Baltimore kind of, like, had a lot of uh, – I think the recap I watched today said missed opportunities. It's just like yeah, everything stuff was, was set handed. up perfectly for them. Yeah, yeah, like literally they tried to hand them hand them the game, and Baltimore said nah, uh, which is uh, I guess unfortunate. Do do you like you you live there right, or you have some affiliation sort of to or, Kansas City, or just Kansas in general? Didn't you live there at one point? Uh, yeah, my first duty station was at Fort Riley, Kansas, which is about an hour and a half away from Kansas City. If you can tell how unconfidently I said that, I wasn't sure at all for some reason. I well, it was a lot. I mean, God, it was uh, 12, 13 years ago. I mean, it's it's been a minute since I've even been near or in Kansas for that matter. Um, you yeah, like yeah, the, but, the Chiefs, or are you like indifferent? Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'd say I would pull for them. Yeah. I think, I think it's great. I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, uh, what is, he's been AFC championship like six times. He's been, you know, pretty much every year, at least been to the AFC championship since he's been the quarterback for the chiefs. I mean, that's, that's impressive. You know what I mean? And then, you know, back to back Super Bowls. I will say the conspiracy, the conspiracy theories that tie, Taylor Swift's relationship to their quarter or not quarterback, uh, uh, what's his name, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, yeah, Travis Kelsey. Her relationship with him to them going to the Super Bowl. The conspiracy theories are wild, so wild. Like I feel like we could have I, like a, a show on that. Like our next one might could revolve around that because we got just, two weeks till yeah. the Super Bowl. That'd be fun, dude. It it is bizarre. Like people are straight up, the it, you know asserting that. Taylor Swift has something to do with their with their victory this year, which is really bonkers to me. The whole her being there at all is bonkers. Honestly, let's talk, yeah. I mean, let's just say that. But yeah, just people are going wild with like some kind of like scripted narrative. Like this is a scripted season of football and all kinds of crazy shit, man. It's man, it's crazy because I I have never been a believer or a subscriber that there's any way 
that it could be rigged or scripted. I just, I don't believe that. But if you scroll TikTok long enough or any other thing, you will find videos showing the ref did this or the player didn't do this. Like this obvious stuff where you're like, I can't explain that. And it all leads, you know, or kind of points towards like them winning or helping them win. And you see enough of it and you're like, I don't believe in it, but it, I can't explain any of that. Like it definitely looks <laughs> sussy, you know, I, I uh, dude, reality is stranger than fiction, man. And I think people forget that. So when they see co- uh, coincidences, because I, I really believe our reality is just repetitive coincidence. <clears throat> I, there's people, people need there to be a story. Like we, we are, I mean, we're in the Netflix age, right? Like everything is a story. You know what I mean? Like everyone is an influencer. Everyone is, you know, a part of a story. They're telling a story. Everyone's the main character. Everybody needs something to fall in line in some kind of story. And even I feel like people who enjoy pro sports at large are probably no different. Like they they see craziness. They see something that's like, well, the ref did something (laughs) that's just, I don't know, he blinked his eye weird. Sure. Uh, then, and suddenly, you know, Taylor Swift is like the Illuminati, and she's carrying the Kansas City Chiefs all the way to the Super Bowl because she wills it. That's uh, it's fucking bonkers to me, man. I don't know. So you're not a believer. I couldn't tell which way you were going when you were setting that up. Oh, I'm not. Not at all. No, no. I don't. I, I think conspira- conspiracy theories make me angry. Like they're really. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I probably will get dragged over the coals for that, but I don't care. They're so stupid. And anytime anyone brings one up and wants to talk about it with me, the first thing I'm looking for is an exit. Are you, <laughs> you I mean, you're, you're, you're not a conspiracy theorist. I, I know that definitively, no. but do you, are, is there any one where you're like, well, maybe nine 11 was an inside job or something? No, I, I like them ironically, if that makes sense. I, I find them fascinating and entertaining and to kind of temporarily get sucked down that hole of like, maybe, you know, Could and then yeah. quickly you kind of come out and you're like, okay, there's no fucking way. But I do, <laughs> I do find them entertaining. I will listen to them. A lot of the stuff on my feed is like conspiracy shit. Just, I don't know. I guess it knows that I kind of find that stuff entertaining. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not like a flat earther. I don't believe any of it, but I don't know. I, there's something about seeing something also who's, so convicted in something that's like kind of proven to be untrue and watching them backbend and run you know, <laughs> flip circles, trying to like explain it away and stuff like that. So I don't have the one really that, that I believe to be true, but they're fun. They're just stories to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I think it's okay. Like if people tell, you know, like entertain them mildly, I guess I'm okay with it, but it's when people like find one latch onto it and start really trying to insist that it is the way that it is without any kind of like real data to, to show me that it's sure. Like it's plausible. Then it's like, all right, fuck off, man. I don't, I don't really care. But that's just me. Was there one shooter? For JFK or was there multiple? I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> no, I 
you know, the big the big ones, right? Like people talking about like 9/11 and COVID yeah. and all this stuff. Do I think that stuff is straight up cut and dry? No. But do I want to sit around and imagine all the horrible actual truths? Not really, man. Because yeah. A, I can't really influence <clears throat> shit that's already happened. And right. B, I'm not necessarily putting money in the pocket of anyone by saying, like, maybe it happened, but I'm not. I don't want to talk about it, I guess. That's kind of the other thing, too, is, like, I don't really want Like, not only do I not believe them, I don't want to. Because what kind of existence or constant, yeah. like, like, mindset is that to think that, like, the darkest stuff... Is actually happening, you know? Maybe it is. Almost, I don't know, but I don't want to exist. There's almost, like, there's almost no conspiracy theories that point to something good or like, hey, there's a, you know, the Washington Monument is filled with ice cream. Like, there's no <laughs> good, there's no like good little treat conspiracy no. theories. They're all it's like all negative and dark. The government's and trying scary. to kill you and put a chip in your brain and I don't know, Taylor Swift is controlling the Super Bowl. What about the 10-foot aliens in Miami? Have you heard of that? What? Did you make that off off the cuff? Is is that no, real? No, I've been seeing random videos pop up where there's like supposedly like 10-foot aliens in Miami and shit's going down or something. Really? Yeah. No way. No, Google I don't know anything about that. I do. Hang on. The ten foot aliens. My signal might get kind of bad. My computer sucks doing like multiple web pages. Ten foot aliens in Miami. Why like specifically ten ten feet? That's what I heard. Ten foot alien Miami. Here we go. Um, I don't know. It's too easy for in my mind for someone to just come up with a costume that looks way too real and like not quite cross the uncanny sure. valley and look like an alien. Uh, I don't know. It probably just was some like <laughs> some over over eager like three D printers. Like I'm gonna be. I don't wanna make people think aliens are here. <laughs> oh man, that was fun. Conspiracy talk. I didn't think we we're gonna have that today. Yeah, off the cuff. Hey, that's probably going to do it for this this week. Um, we're gonna, we're going to skip mail this week. I've got uh, um, my last week here. I'm gonna travel back next weekend, and then we'll be uh, we'll be back in business, baby. We'll be back to regular regularly scheduled programming. We've got some fun episodes uh, up close in the same room coming up. Really excited for that. <laughs> um, that's going to be fun. But uh, hey. Stick with us, man. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate everyone who's been writing in, uh, following, uh, enjoying our short form content it means a lot. Uh, I've got some more really fun stuff cooking. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So, stay tuned. Stay tuned. You never know what's around the corner. You don't want to. You don't want to miss that big. That big. Uh, you know, big breaking hard point episode might be the one that you miss. You know. <laughs> You don't want that. Don't want that. Don't want that. Hey, I uh, want to say thank you again. Uh, my name is Josh. My name is Cody. And we hope that you are Baha blessed. And I hope that you've enjoyed listening me talk to my microphone microphone. <laughs> did it right this time. Everyone gets a goof. Everyone gets a free goof. We've used up all our goofs. Between me and him, there's no more goof cards. 
All right. Hey, we're, th- we're at we're now at 12 and 13. There's no more excuses for That's, either of us, honestly. Yeah. Forward. Yeah. We are the, 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 the training wheels are off. Uh, we're, we're through the probationary period. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for popping in. We'll see you on the flippy. See ya. <laughs>